great to be with you again, and I just want to first say thank you so much for your support and your prayers. I pray that uh, God will continue to bless you and use you a blessing, use you as a blessing to to many others. Uh, today, I want us to want to just start sharing with you about the shepherds. We sang about about them, and just want to share with you about God's encounter with them and some ordinary shepherds as we as we saw in, in the song there's out tending their flocks and then even though that we think we're just ordinary people i want us to see today how that god can use us in extraordinary ways in his in his mission and in his kingdom uh cosmos yango is was a just an ordinary shepherd out in Maasai land. And as you know, we work with the Maasai. We worked with Maasai for uh, 15 years, and we continue to work with Maasai. I'm writing books. Uh, he's now a, a pastor in the church there and, and helps with our Bible school. But before that, he was just an ordinary shepherd, and he had a drinking problem. He would drink so much that he uh, wound up selling the goats and selling all of his cows and, sell it, and using all of his money. And the family was just in, was desperate. And one day it all came to a head, and his wife was talking to him, and she just broke down and wept, was just crying and said, if you keep this up, you're just going to destroy our family, and we're not going to even be able to eat. And he started crying himself, and, and he was convicted that day that he needed to make a change. And so he did, he did make a change that day, and he became a Christian, and now he's, he's a pastor, he's a Bible school teacher, he's still a, sh- a shepherd. He still tends his, his goats and, and, and cattle and everything, but, but now he has a mission. He's on mission. And he was just, he's just an ordinary guy, but God is using him in extraordinary ways. Many of us have similar stories uh, about how you're just going along your, in your life and maybe you didn't feel like you were any, anyone special. And then God changed your life, and now he's using you in, in an extraordinary way. Others of you may be still feeling that you're just ordinary, and maybe God couldn't use you uh, really very much, but God can. He can use you in an extraordinary way. Today I want us to see what we can learn about how God as he related to these ordinary shepherds and how he used them in an extraordinary way. Then I want us to see how God can do the same for our lives. If you've got your Bible, I want us to read Luke 2, 8 through 20. This will be our text for today. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of a heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see the things that has happened, 
which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So the first thing I want us to see is that sometimes God comes to you when you least expect it. They were just out in the field just doing their jobs. And the last thing they expected was to see an angel. The last thing they expected for an angel to, to appear to, to them. And sometimes this is just the way it happens. We're just going along about our job and God surprises us in some way. We weren't even expecting it. There was a couple in our church at Springfield, Missouri. And they were just going about their jobs. They were teachers. And then when the church started a, a Bible study through the Bible. And then they were convicted that they wanted to go to Hungary as missionaries. So they, they had not even gone to Bible school, but they, they were teachers, and they wanted to go and do a, you know, do a teaching job there. So they, they chose to just take off and go. And, it, and at first they just planned to go one year, but there's, they decided when they got there they fell in love with the people, and they decided to go stay another year. And they're there actually now as we speak. But this, was, this surprised them. It's just like, wow, okay. God just convicted them to do this. Be ready for God to come to you in the ordinary ways and surprise you or call you to do something out of the ordinary in an extraordinary way. You may continue in your job, but God may, may change the way that you look at your job. You, may, you begin to look at your job through the lens of the mission of God and how you can advance his kingdom. So God sometimes totally blows us away and totally surprises us. Also, God chooses ordinary, humble people instead of the proud and the mighty. These angels appear to ordinary shepherds, not the kings. The shepherds had a dirty, smelly jobs without much rec recognition. They were looked down upon. They were probably, the, probably people joked about them. One writer put it this way, Heaven meets and greets the average person through the angelic announcement to these pastoral figures. God didn't care if they were just average. God didn't care if they, had it, they didn't have any worldly prestige. Maybe even they themselves had a, a bad self-image. They may have thought, well, we're just shepherds. You know, what could God do with us? But to God, they were as important as kings and philosophers. This day would be a game changer for them. An angel appeared to them and said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Can you imagine what the shepherds must have been thinking at this point? God chose us, chose an angel to appear to us. Simple shepherds. Who would have ever thought he would, he would ever appear to us? Why would he appear to the kings and the governors and the philosophers and all the important religious people? Maybe there is something more to our lives, you know, than just our jobs. Maybe God can really, really does want to use us in his kingdom and in his mission. Now, we need to ask ourselves, 
How can God use us in extraordinary ways in his mission and his kingdom? And don't let the world put labels on you. Oh, those are just shepherds. Oh, this is just, just an ordinary person. But God can really use us. He can use us no matter what kind of labels people put on us. Don't under, underestimate what God can do through you. Just be available. Be open to God, surprising you like he did the shepherds out in the field at night. Learn to do the most ordinary things in an extraordinary way. I was just, I was just sharing with, uh, with my family the other night how God surprised me one time. I was in Kenya, and I was real discouraged and, and just sort of almost depressed, you know, and and God has a way even speaking, speaking to you in your dreams. And, and, and that night, God, God gave me like three funny dreams in the middle of the night. And, and Pam heard me. I was laughing. I was just laughing hilariously in the middle of the night at these dreams that I had. I won't go into the details of the dreams, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I woke up the next morning and I was encouraged. I, I just, God has ways of just encouraging us just unexpectedly. And... Uh, so, you know, expect the, the uh, unexpected in your life. Most of the Maasai that we work with, they're, they're shepherds just like Cosmos was before they became Christians. And then God called them to be Christians and live for him. And most of them continue to be shepherds. But they're shepherds with a mission now. One man named Minyapatita, he was a shepherd, and he also had a problem with drinking. The Maasai have, have a lot of problem with drinking most of, the, most of these guys in the church now, the elders and the deacons, all, most of these guys were, were alcoholics at one time, and God saved them. But this, this particular guy, uh, people would, would call him a drunkard. They would laugh at him, and he's doing the same thing, using up his money and, you know, to buy beer. But God surprised him and called him to be his servant. Cosmos Yango, this, who I mentioned earlier, and I started a Bible study with him, and one day he decided to commit his life to Jesus through faith, repentance, and baptism, and stop his drinking. And now he's a trusted and respected man in the community, and the church is even thinking about making him an elder. Isn't it amazing what God can do with people? It's just totally amazing. We just need to be ready for God to surprise us. And also God calls us, when God calls us, uh, it may frighten us at first, but God will also encourage us to help us keep going and keep on going in the middle of these fears. Luke 2, 9 says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. And I can understand why they were terrified. I think I would be too if I saw an angel like that. Sometimes when God surprises us by calling us to do something for him, we're afraid. We're just flat out terrified. But then... God has ways. When we, when we decide to go forward and take one step, God has ways of encouraging us. And, it, and it's sort of like, uh, in, in, you know, when we go to Kenya, it's just it's dark. I mean, it's dark. And we use our flashlights a lot. And, and I give this illustration a lot in Kenya. It's like when you hold a flashlight out, you can only see so far, right? And then, the, you know, past the light, it's just darkness. And if you just stand there, you think you'll ever see any further than that light will go? You're never gonna, you're gonna, never gonna see beyond that until you do what? Just take a step. You take a step, and then, and then you can see a little bit further. So God is asking us to walk in that light that He's given us, and and go forward, and then He He gives us a little more, a little more, a little more, a little bit at a time. And I was sharing this with some of our Chinese students 
in, in Springfield. And uh, it's a little girl, eight years old, and the adults, we were, it's uh, Chris and Sally and Claire. And, and, and I asked this question about, you know, the flashlight. I gave this illustration. I said, you can't see any further until you what? And the adults were just sort of, you know, looking at me. And Claire said, until you take another step. <laughs> it was just so cute. I mean, she answered it before they did, you know. But that's right, until you take another step. So here's, here's the way that, that God calmed their fears. In verse 10, the angel told the shepherds that he had good news of great joy. In those days when an emperor became emperor, they, could, they would call it good news. But this, this news was even greater news. A real Savior was going to be born and who would really save the, the people and save all races. And they would save them, God, Jesus would save them from their sins. He wouldn't necessarily uh, save them, give them glory and fame and fortune, but he would offer salvation and true, true peace and joy. In verse 11, the angel called Jesus Savior because he would save the people from their sins. He also called, the, called him the Christ or the Messiah and Lord. And what an incredible thing that, that this little baby was called Messiah and Lord. Lords were usually born in palaces surrounded by riches. The angel told the shepherds that they would find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Now, it's not an incredible thing that the, the baby was wrapped in clothes. What the incredible thing was is that, that the baby was wrapped, was in a, lying in a manger. The Son of God. Can you imagine the Son of God in a manger? What a surprise. God has, has ways of surprising us. Jesus was born in a feeding trough for animals. And so how, from then on, how could anyone from that day forward ever say they were too low or poor for God to love them or use them in his kingdom? Daryl Bach, in his commentary on Luke, puts it this way. Jesus is important not because of the setting of his birth, but because of who he is before God. For one moment, the center of God's activity resides in an animal trough. He goes on to say later, that simplicity has a divine power all of its own. The good news to the shepherd was that while philosophers, philosophers were spinning their philosophies about life and while kings and, and emperors were glorying in their splendor, a little baby was born in a simple manger. This baby would turn the world upside down. He would not turn the world upside down by worldly power, as so many expected, he would do it with the power of his words, humility, and actions. And he would absorb all the hate in the world through the cross and show us the way to truly forgive. This way was to be, to be uh, a different way. It was a way that would surpass uh, fighting against flesh and blood. He would use simple and weak things to confound and perplex the powers that be. The cross and the resurrection is an incredible example of God surprising the world and turning weakness into strength. Paul says in Colossians 2.15 that God, through the cross of Jesus, made a public spectacle of the powers and the authorities. Everybody else thought 
the public spectacle was Jesus and, and being humiliated and everything. And, and God says, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm making a public spectacle of the powers that be. Little do they know that in three days, God would turn everything around and glorify his son by raising him from the dead. God helped the shepherds see the bigger picture that the Savior was going to be born and would be the Christ and the Lord. And when we understand the bigger picture and catch a glimpse of what God is doing, we're encouraged to go forward and follow God's call for us. Ole Roge is another Maasai evangelist that we work with there in Maasai land. And one day he was walking down the road, just had a little bag, uh, just one little bag, didn't have much in it. And, and then he met a, met a friend, didn't know him. He wasn't a close friend, but he, he was sort of an acquaintance. They were walking down the road just, just discussing things. And, and then all of a sudden this, uh, this guy pulls out a knife and, and just gets behind him and just whacks him on the back of Ole Roge on the back of the neck. And then Ole Roge turns around like this, and the guy whacks him again on the side of the face. And he's, he's trying to you know, steal his bag and everything. And so... Ole Roge lets him have the bag, and then, and then he, the guy runs off, and here Ole Roge is bleeding profusely, and, and he, he has his cell phone with him, so he's able to uh, call his friends to come get him, and then they, they take him to the hospital, and the doctors, doctors say, say, you're, you're not going to live. And of course, he, he, heard, he heard them say this, and he, he's going, I'm not dying. <laughs> he said, I'm not dying. I'm not ready to die yet, you know? Not that he's not, not ready before God, but he just said, I'm not dying. And so he was in there laying on, on the bed, and they were giving him the IV and everything. And, and he said that he had a vision, had a vision of, of something round. You know, and to him, it was like the world. And he said God was, God was speaking to him and saying, I'm not through with you yet. And, and he said, when I, when I had that vision, he said, I knew I wasn't going to die. I don't care what the doctor said. So he recovered. And he's out there now, and, and he's one of the most powerful evangelists that, that is in that whole area. He's planting churches like crazy down in Tanzania. And, and it's like, that's it. When God gives you a picture, a big picture of what he's, what he's doing and what he's going to do through you, then you can be encouraged, just like Ole Roge was. Well, also, God wants us to act on what we, we know and go forward. After the angels appeared in the heavens and said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good Peace to men on whom his favor rests. The shepherds decided to go to Bethlehem and, and, and check this out, see what's going on. Shepherds hurried off, found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And sometimes the exact nature of how God wants to use us is not exactly clear. But we need to go forward anyway and take that, that next step. The shepherds were an example of this principle. They didn't know all the details. They didn't know exactly what they were going to find, but they, they knew some. But they knew, that they, they knew what they had seen and what they had heard, and they were willing to go forward. How much have you seen in your own life? How much have you heard? And what have you done with it? That's the question. What have you done with it? Are you using what you already know? We already know so much that, that we don't apply. We read, we study, we listen to sermons, we come to classes. And yet sometimes we don't focus on applying what we've already learned. To our knowledge, we need to add a passion and a determination to share with others what we already know. As we do this, we'll often see the need, once we jump into it, we'll also often see the need for more learning. 
But this, this, this way, you will be learning with a mission. And it won't be just learning just for learning's sake. And that makes, actually makes learning uh, more exciting because you're learning with, with a mission. Also, God wants us to proclaim what we have seen and heard and have experienced. Verse 17 says, when they had seen him, uh, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So the shepherds began to share with others what they had been told and what they had seen. They didn't just sit around and discuss it. They went out and told people, is this not what God is calling us to do today? Is he not calling us to share what we have uh, been told about Jesus? Martin and Lisa, two of our Chinese students who uh, were studying at Missouri State, found out about our Bible study, and then they began to to become uh, regular members of our Bible study. They came on Sunday morning. They came on Wednesday night at our small group study. In one of the first studies, Martin said, I want to find the answer to three questions. Number one, where did I come from? Number two, why am I here? And number three, where is my destiny? (laughs) That's about as deep as you can get, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, you're talking about an opportunity. Somebody just says, I want to know where I came from, why am I here, and where am I going? You know, what an open door. After After we taught Martin for a year in our Bible studies, and he also received from, uh, some teaching from a Chinese church in town. Uh, he, he recently uh, said that he uh, had found the answers to these questions. And so he and his wife both uh, believed in Jesus and were baptized. And they're back in China now. But, but this is the first time we've ever had anybody just come and just boldly, first study, just say, this is what I want to know. <clears throat> just recently we shared the gospel with Sally and Chris. I mentioned them earlier. Uh, and Claire, two of our Chinese students. And Sally decided to accept the message and was baptized, and Chris is also plans to be, to be baptized soon. And, and also, Chris is wanting his daughter, uh, who is eight years old, wants her to be taught and, and to be baptized. God may not be calling you to do exactly what we're doing. There's a lot of varieties of ministries, different ways to serve God. But he does want you to share what you've been told and what you have seen. And I want to challenge you to pray this prayer. And see what happens. Now think of this prayer deeply. And think if you, if you can pray it in your heart. Lord, you've given me the opportunity to learn so much. I know you want me to share it with others. But I'm so afraid. Help me to see the bigger picture. Give me the courage to share the good news. Open my eyes to see where you want me to serve. And you want me to, who you want me to share with. Lord, I want to keep praying this prayer until you bring someone into my life who needs to hear the good news. And then when you do, please help me to teach them the way of salvation accurately and with wisdom. And I challenge you to pray that prayer and see what God will do in your life. When the shepherds went out and shared the good news, the text says the people were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Now, we don't know for sure if this amazement made any difference in their lives or not. Often we're amazed for a while, but then, then we, uh, something comes up and then we forget it. We forget it and we just go, go about our daily lives. There may have even been some of the people that were skeptics among, among those that heard this and they, they said, oh, we don't really believe that. What do you mean? They were amazed but, but didn't, really didn't believe it enough to continue on with it. 
whatever the case, the shepherds did their job. That's all God asks us to do is just do the job. He wants us to share the good news no matter what the response. There was one girl, her name, his, her name was Rhonda, Chinese uh, girl, and, and we shared with her for like a uh, year and a half. And I remember one, one day when we were driving home and taking her home to her apartment, she said, are you guys going to be disappointed if I'm not baptized before I go back to China? You know, we just said, Rhonda, we said, it's not about us. It's about you and your relationship with God and when you're ready. So she went back to China. And two years later, we got it just out of the blue. Talk about surprises, how God surprises you. Two years later, we got a phone call out of blue. She was down in, in Georgia with her job from China. And she said, I want to come visit you guys. And not only that, I want to come visit you guys, and I want Paul to baptize me. <laughs> it's, it, it, one thing I didn't tell you is Rhonda, she had, I mean, you talk about questions. In my computer, I've got files, about that many files, <laughs> this list of files of all the questions that she asked us, and then, and then the research that I did trying to ask, answer all of her questions. But we answered all of her questions, and the very, one of the very last classes, she told all the new students, students that were coming in she said you know i was trying to defeat these guys i mean that was that was what i was trying to do i was trying to defeat these guys and she looked at me she said they defeated me and so she was recommending these new chinese students to go to the go to church and go to the bible studies and everything so anyway so uh so ronda i got on the phone and i wanted to be sure that ronda knew what she was doing so so i talked to her talked through the you know the gospel and and, and counting the cost and all that and be sure her questions were answered and she just knew all the fun, basic fundamentals of the Bible and we talked through that and then she came and she, she was baptized. So, and she's back, back in China now. And we're keeping, keeping up with her through emails. But it's amazing what God, God can do if we just, we just do it. Just go, go out there and just share with people. Also, God wants us to praise him and give him all the glory. Always give the glory back to God. Luke 2.20 explains, The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that he, they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And today we glorify and praise God for the good news he's, he's given us to share. We praise God for the privilege to, to see and to hear and learn. What a joy it is to be partners with God in his mission. And what a joy it is to partner with you guys in the mission of God. Having this opportunity to, to tell others about truth and salvation and eternal life. I just praise God for the partnership that he's given us. We need to always glorify and praise God for what he's done and for what he's allowed us to see and to know. So, so what do we, we do as a result of this lesson? First of all, be faithful in your work and the work that you're doing right now. Be open to God surprising you in unexpected ways and putting in your heart to do something new for his mission. You might ask yourself this question, and this is a good question that some people ask, is who is not being ministered to in your community or your church or at work? Where is, where is the need? Uh, we ask ourselves that question and, our, and they realized that our church was not reaching out to the international students, so we, we started this international ministry with Northside Christian Church. Nobody was doing it, so there was a need. It needed to be done. 
And there was a lady who uh, was asked, asked herself this question. And she decided to go and, and minister to the uh, ladies at the strip, strip club. Now, you're talking about out of the, out of the box. That's out of the box. But she, what they did is that at the lunchtime, they would take, you know, nice hot lunches to the strip club and go in the back and, and, and give lunch to these ladies that were working there. And so they continued this, and they would, they would have conversations. These ladies loved it. They started opening up, sharing their lives. And, and God really, really worked through this to, to convict them, and, and they were able to share the gospel and everything. And, like, I would have never thought of that. I don't think I would have done that. It's <laughs> appropriate for the women to do it. But, I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing. They were thinking out of the box. And another guy asked this same question, and, and he uh, thought of a, a, a guy in the community who was an abortion doctor who gave abortions. And, uh, and so, so he and his friend, they decided to uh, just take a present and go into the office and just see if they could uh, talk to the abortion doctor and just give him this present and talk to him a little bit. And at first, you know, the secretary didn't want to let him in, but finally they got in and immediately he was defensive. You know, I'm an abortion doctor and all this, you know, and uh, we know that we know that we just came to give you a present and see if there's anything that we could pray for about you, you know, for you or anything. And, and uh, then he sort of calmed down and started opening up and started pouring out his heart and saying all these things, you know, and they gave him the present. And, and, you know, the next Sunday he was right there in the church. Amazing. And just because these guys just, they thought out of the box and, and what they said to him, they said, we'd realize that, that people, you know, look down on you and people have persecuted you in this community. And we just wanted to come in here and give this to you and just say that we care about you. We, we don't, we don't agree with what you're doing. You know, we don't agree with this, but we care about you, you know, and, and then he showed up in church. And it's, it's these kind of things that a lot of times I would never have even thought of that, you know. And we need to think out of the box in creative ways that, that we can reach people. Uh, second, secondly, be humble and realize that God can use you even if you, you know, do, even if you're not, uh, don't think you're any, anything important in, in, and you're not important in the world's eyes. God can, loves to work with the ordinary, with ordinary people. And three, when God calls you to do something new or different, God's call may frighten you at first. I remember when we first went, went to Kenya and we were on the plane. It was like, like wow, what are we doing? <laughs> we're like, we'd never even taken a survey trip or anything. We went for four years the first term. We're like, oh, man. You're talking about eager and afraid at the same time? Whew. Uh, but, but God comforted us and uh, helped us. Pam was afraid there's going to be elephants on the runway. That's, that's one, that was one of her fears, you know. There were no elephants on the runway. <clears throat> but if we trust God and go forward despite our fears, then he will, he will encourage us. Don't wait until you're not afraid because the day may never come. You need to go forward in spite of your fears. Four, God wants us to act on what we already know and trust him to reveal more to you when the time is appropriate. We've got a guy in our, in our studies now. His name is Harun, and he's from Kenya. And, and talking about surprises again, okay, we work, we work with, the, you know, with Kenyans, and we work with Chinese, and then now in the Bible study, we have a, a Kenyan and the Chinese. And, you know, God put them together right there in our very Bible study. So Harun, Harun's not a Maasai. 
but he, he's, uh, he's a Kenyan, so we, he's coming to our Bible studies now, and we talk a little Swahili. I know a little bit of Swahili, so it's fun talking with him. And, uh, but, but he came to Missouri State, and he uh, was going get to get a religion degree at Missouri State. And, of course, I was thinking, and he, he's a pastor. He's been a pastor for like 10 years in a, in a full gospel church in Kenya. And I was sort of thinking, like, you know, this is, a, this is a secular university, and I'm not so sure this religion degree is, is going to be the best for you. And I didn't say anything, and, but, you know, I was thinking it. And one, one, after a few months of him being in school and, you know, getting to know him, one night, I just, I don't know if it was in a dream or just, I think I was just laying in the bed. It just sort of hit me like, Haroon does not need to be going there getting this degree. He needs to be in a Bible school. And, and then I thought, okay, I'm taking a chance here. I want to call up Haroon and see what he thinks about this idea. I can't force him to do it, but maybe God is doing something here. So I just called up Haroon. I said, hello, Haroon. I just, uh, you know, just wanted to, I was, had this dream or this God convicted me of this about Bible school. And I just wondered if you had ever even thought about it. And he said, well, Paul, he said, matter of fact, he said, one of my teachers at Missouri State even mentioned the same thing to me. They, one of his teachers, his religion teacher, said, you, I think you need to think about going to a Bible school. And he said, I've been praying about it. And, and, then, and then, so he said, absolutely, I'm interested. <laughs> and, and, of course, Ozark Bible College is just right down there in Joplin. And so we, we figured out a time. We went down there for an orientation. And he's, he's right now in the process of going to, to Ozark Bible College next semester. And, there's, you know, there's some things to work out, but... It's just amazing how, and Haroon was the same kind of thing. Haroon just, he just found Missouri State on the internet, you know, and he just, he just went forward. He took a step and went forward, and then that really was not the right thing for him, but he went forward anyway, and then God used it to get him in contact with us, and now Ozark Bible College, and now he's probably going to go to Ozark Bible College, and it's just amazing. But he just went forward with what, what he knew. Uh, number five, uh, share what you've heard and know and have experienced, and God will bless you. And number six, always remember to praise God and give him all the glory. May God open our eyes to see how he can use our ordinary lives and gifts in an extraordinary way in his mission and in his kingdom. Let's pray. Father, we just, we just come before you, and all of us, you know, in, in reality, all of us are just ordinary people, God, and we just, but we, but we know how down through history you have uh, just taken ordinary people and used them in extraordinary ways, God. And when we offer our gifts to you, we offer our hearts to you and our whole lives to you and trust you, and we go forward with the life that you've given us one step at a time. We know that you can do extraordinary things. And there may be some of us that are, uh, Go, just going through our lives and, and just maybe bored, even bored or just wondering what, what you can do in their lives. And we just pray for each one that's like that, that, that you will just show them your way, God, and show them the next step you want them to take. Just pray you'll bless this church and continue to help this church be a blessing to so many as they already have. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.